Hello and welcome to another podcast with me, Simon Emmett, joined as always by Simon Tyler, the author of the Keep It Simple book, the Impact book and the Attitude book. Hello, Simon. Hello, Simon Emmett. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm Good. on the verge of self-isolation. Yes. So we are recording, um, in case you're listening to this at another time, we're recording on the 20th of March um, in the UK in the middle of the COVID-19 breakout here. Um, so just, you know, for um, to be socially responsible, just so you know, we are sat a good distance apart, social distancing, and um, applying all of the all of the advice that we've been given. We decided to, um, earlier in the week, to record a podcast about the Attitude Shifters, which are some of the chapters from Simon's book, The Attitude Book, that were published on his website last year. And we thought we'd do the same with some of the chapters from the Impact Book and also some of the chapters from the Keep It Simple Book. Uh, just to give you a little flavour of them and a bit of a discussion with Simon about what they mean to him and where he was coming from when he wrote them. So that's what we're going to do for you today. And we're going to start with chapter three from the Impact book, which is entitled The Big I Am. So Simon, do you want to explain a little bit about this chapter for us? Yes, thank you. So The Big I Am comes from my noticing of the very, very important impact of us using the expression I am and whatever follows it and I would always advise people and have done it myself just to listen tune in to when you and maybe people you work with and spend time with unwittingly complete that phrase I am on whatever they fill in afterwards because each time you say that and hear it yourself you embed that statement a little bit more permanently as a mood an attitude and a hardening belief and through deliberately stepping into the process and becoming aware of how you finish the I am as a you're painting who you are by how you complete that sentence and sometimes when I've worked with with teams and groups and individuals I would incorporate this as part of the practice that we work on and it seems to merge a couple of ideas firstly obviously the defining who you are and secondly, communicating who you are to other people from your own perspective. And it, and it affects your confidence, affects, as I say, your attitude, your mood, and subsequent thinking. So there are, for me, there are a f- few phrases perhaps as powerful as this. And how you lock it in. And sometimes when you're experiencing something, a feeling, a state, particularly when it's not that helpful for you, If you paint yourself in by saying, I am uncomfortable, I am sad, or whatever that might be, as a verbal tool, it locks you into that state. It communicates to the listening part of your brain that that's who you are. And of course it's not, it's just this moment. And often I've noticed it, it drains people's energy and positivity, it embeds them in maybe in a negative feeling or a phase of negativity and their subsequent thinking will be like whatever you've just painted as your I am statement. So partly there Simon you're talking about absolute language aren't you? Yeah. And the fact that an I am or an I am not statement can be feel very forceful and like you say lock yourself into a way of thinking and and a way of behaving and also the way that other people view you because you're giving them a very like strong and firm boundary to that so you're talking in part here about using more um, more sort of fluid language partly definitely be more fluid but be- becoming aware of your I am's 
the big I am, mm. so that if you're going to use an I am, use it in a statement that's going to be helpful for you. I can remember years ago running a workshop with some coaching colleagues in the US and when we were on the attitude vitamin. And I did an exercise, I remember in the room, where I pointed to this and I got people to think of a phrase that was disempowering. And we did a strength test exercise. If anybody's seen that strength test where you put your arm out of the side and another person has to pull it down and find the resistance. And yeah. it was indisputable. The people that chose a disempowering phrase couldn't find the resistance to somebody pushing their arm down. And when I invited people to say their version of I am strong and powerful, whatever in their words, not my words, they were able to find resistance in that very simple arm to the to the side test right and, and then of course that then links to um, Descartes famous quote I, I think therefore I am which I in this context love to flip around the other way and change it to I am therefore I think because that for me is what happens and it underpins that strength so my advice to people through the big I am as I've thought about it even more is Obviously, one, become aware. The noticing phases are really important of what, how you use it and how other people use it. But then secondly, install a little bit of a gap. So when you are feeling awry in some way, it doesn't become the I am. As I say, I am confused. Well, it's a state. I am experiencing confusion. If you stick a word in the middle, it just softens your mental grip of it and it might then not have such a bad effect on your subsequent thinking. And also as a sort of positive assertion, reviewing and refreshing your I am statements to be positive statements is a, is a really good thing to do, especially if you're going through difficult time, right? So, yeah, so oh, absolutely. Addressing those and giving yourself some self-talk around, you know, I am happy, I am fulfilled, I am doing well, or I am, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's... It, it's Initially, it might sound, uh, no, surely that can't be the case, but it does. Have a work with this over the subsequent weeks after you've listened to this podcast and start to install some more powerful phrases, the phrases that you'd love to have to be true for you. I am, as you say, you've mentioned a couple, I'm free, I'm resourceful, I'm happy, I'm fulfilled. Yeah, so, I mean, it's pretty simple positive thinking, um, articulating positive thinking, isn't it? Yes. So it's the instructions, the input cards that you feed your very obedient servant, which is your brain. Okay, cool. Thanks, Simon. So the next one we're going to have a little chat about is the value of you, which is chapter 10 from the Impact Book. Um, and the, this chapter gets revisited quite a lot in coaching dialogues for you, doesn't it? Um, where particularly yeah. when, when clients are at a crossroads and struggling with recognising and fully appreciating their impact. So tell us how you use it and, uh, and what it means to you. Yeah, and potentially this is this might come up a lot for people as they are in isolation, maybe working from home, and the question, you know, what is the value of me? Yeah. And it's, it could potentially trigger some tough introspection. Certainly we discussed the other day that people's, um, people's sense of their own value is no doubt going to be hit by... Yeah, there. You know, we tie so much to the work that we do, and and suddenly, like you know, our lifestyles are obviously changing at the moment in terms of what we're able to do. So, yeah, because for me, you know, at various times and earlier this year, and I remember the end of January, early February, I you know I became really introspective, and my route tends to take me into questioning the value that I bring. You know, am I delivering value? Am I doing the right thing here? And it takes me to somewhat of a low ebb 
and I'd start to experience a bit of doubt. And conversely, in the high times, when I'm in high flow, maybe at my peak, I become dizzy with my own, yeah, I'm great, I'm great. And with hindsight, in both of those scenarios, <laughs> I'm missing the point. And the value that I think I add might not necessarily or be different the people or the value that people gain from the interactions they get from me and my work written work or spoken work and when times are tough such as we're experiencing right now our personal view of what's going on will distort a little bit further yeah so your personal success will grow and accelerate in almost perfect correlation to the value that you're adding in all the environments in which you operate and now your environments will be different you'll be adding value in remote environments so the words you use are even more important because after you've been on a webinar or a phone call the words you've used will have different value thereafter so it becomes even more important lots of my stuff obviously focuses on words so I would invite people maybe the the quiet work you can do after this podcast is take some time to identify well exploring your value in a neutral to positive state and write it down that helps as well embed this so invite yourself to ask you know, what problems do I solve it yeah. might not be the obvious things <clears throat> sometimes you'll be solving problems that people already have sometimes it will be preventing future problems from occurring you know, what's the result of you in the environments that you're in what's the impact of the words you use the questions that you ask your way of doing things what happens as a result what are the ripple effects of you how do you move people or inspire them to behave or make them question the way that they currently behave and further than you sitting reflecting on this ask people great opportunity I'm doing some work on discovering and articulating my own value is it okay if I ask you those questions and ask yeah. trusted clients I think that's you. quite an interesting um, activity for people to do and again something that um, can be done um, can be done sort of remotely in these times is to actually like to have those conversations as a group as a team or just um, asking like say a trusted colleague like, what what value do you do you think I bring absolutely mm. uh, and this links to an earlier chapter in the impact book which is about purpose yeah. because once you start to discover some of these things and and be open to the fact that the value you add might be different and people might tell you well it's it's when you do this it helps me do that. They might give you some more understanding of different ways in which you do add value. And then, linked to that earlier chapter, find more places to do that. Realise yeah. your value and turn up in a different way. Yeah, cool. Okay, thank you, Simon. So the last one we're going to talk about today is called Will It Make the Boat Go Faster? And it's chapter 42 in the Impact Book. And it's one that I know you use quite a lot in workshops and talks that you do with teams who have maybe got into patterns of behaviour that may or may not be helpful. Yeah, and, and I think you're right. This is a really good one for now because everything is changing and this metaphor will work. And I'll, I'll unravel it in a bit of a way. And it triggered, I, I saw a talk by Ben Hunt Davis who was uh, talked about the GB rowing team where they challenged everything about what are we up to? How are we training? How are we eating? How are we meeting? How are we practicing? What are our equipment needs and so on? And they just kept asking themselves the question, will it make the boat go faster? And it's a great challenge. And you're right, I use it with teams and I've spoken at conferences using this particular one as a metaphor just to invite people 
to challenge what's going on. And your version of your boat going faster is whatever it means to you. Will it make the team grow faster? Will it help us achieve our objectives more smoothly, more quickly? Yeah. Find your phrase and use that. And it's, it's a, I think, a really inspiring way of just going again, looking at everything you do, every way you behave. Is it adding value? Is it making your boat go faster? What might be the three versions of faster for you? If, if you've got metrics, great. But it might not be. It might be some of the more intangibles. Notice your work patterns. Look at the way your mental mood shifts, how your physical fatigue levels go up and down, where you have great impact, where you have no impact as a team or an individual. And it's a great way as a, a metaphor to explore what you're all about. So it links perhaps to the previous two we've mentioned in this, the big I am and, and the value of you. Yeah. This brings it together. So as a challenge, if you take all of these or you just take one of these to work on, review what you've been up to, particularly in current climate, over the last seven days, over the last week. Who have you met? What did you create? What did you cause? What actions did you choose? And what actions did you choose to delay or not do? And did they make your career or your team or your goal, whatever that is, go faster? You decide, because the boat's not going to row itself. Cool. Thank you, Simon. Um, if you'd like to get a copy of the Impact Book, I'm sure you can still purchase it online, and it's available at all good bookstores. We will, as I said at the beginning, we will be recording one more of these, focusing on the chapters from the Keep It Simple that were published on Simon's website. 2019 you can find all of these chapters there um, and they're available just for you to for you to read so please do visit the website simontyler.com have a look at those leave us any comments or any feedback that you'd like to simon's simple notes are also published there um, and there's a number of other podcasts that we've recorded over the last year or so that are available with a range of simon's thoughts and blogs and so on and so forth in the meantime, until we're back again, take care, everybody. Um, keep it simple and go well.